down with Sherelle Parker, the Democratic nominee for mayor in Philadelphia, for her first local TV interview of the general election. We talked about what she wants to see in the next police commissioner in Philadelphia and who she's talking to about that decision. As the person who could be the next mayor of Philadelphia, we wanted to know who is in her circle. And we also talked about who she's met with and had conversations with regarding the proposed 76ers arena in the city and also who she hasn't met with. Our conversation is wide ranging. It includes who she wants to see on Philadelphia City Council, the controversial school vouchers in Pennsylvania, and even a recent misstep in her campaign. Here's our conversation. Sherelle Parker joins us now in studio. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, before we get into some details, you and I haven't sat down since uh, before the primary. Folks may remember um, you had a, a dental issue and you, you had to take some time to deal with that. So I just wanted to start out by asking, how are you? H how are things going? I am doing extremely well. And if anyone has ever had a root canal that didn't go as appropriately as you would like, you know how I felt. But I'm happy to report that I'm doing very well today. Good, glad you're doing well. Well, let's get into some of the details then. Uh, we now know that one of the things that the next mayor will have to deal with, decide on, is a new police commissioner after the departure of Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. Um, so have you met with or had conversations with any potential candidates for that job. Well, Erin, I want to reaffirm what people heard me talk about on the campaign trail, and that was I will not make personnel decisions while I'm on the trail. But what I have said in recent interviews is that knowledge of the city of Philadelphia is extremely important, along with cultural competency and, quite frankly, emotional intelligence. In addition to that, we're going to need a strong leader who is not afraid to make tough decisions that may not be popular with some in our city. But if we are going to make good on the vision I communicated to people and, quite frankly, the promises I made on the campaign trail, and that is to make public safety and our public health the number one priority, our police commissioner must have those elements you heard me describe. When you say they need to have knowledge of the city of Philadelphia, does that mean that they should be someone who is in the department right now? Well, let me say this. I was clear about the fact that we intend to conduct both a national and a local search, but I was also um, very committed to affirming that we have to pay attention to the talent that we have right here in our city. And sometimes we've overlooked people who've been here, but we will conduct a national search. For me, what's most important is we find a leader who would agree and can affirm and develop a plan, a public safety plan, a holistic plan that coincides with my vision, and that is make Philadelphia the safest, cleanest, greenest big city in the nation with access to economic opportunity for all. Who is part of um, your circle as you make that decision? Who are you talking to about 
this decision, which is a very big one? One, we will have a strong kitchen cabinet. First, uh, public safety experts. And quite frankly, we'll be leaning extremely hard on individuals who've had the experience. Some may uh, have led here, some may lead across the city or have prior experience in policing. Are these but people you're talking to well, right now? We will, well, I've been having, com it's been since the primary election, I've had conversations with hundreds of people well, in that's how, that's in why varying, I'm asking, who's part in, of this, in, in, in varying, part of this discussion? Who's part of helping industries. you to make this decision? Well, there are a number of people. And again, some here in Philadelphia, some nationally. Um, I worked in city council, so I have very deep ties to the National League of Cities. Um, we have a Pennsylvania Municipal League. Quite frankly, there's a U.S. Conference of Mayors. So I've been meeting with stakeholders in Harrisburg, D.C., and again, here in Philadelphia. And we will have a holistic approach. We will conduct a national and a local search. The goal is to find someone who's best prepared and the best fit to meet this moment. How quickly would you expect, if you are elected, to make that decision and oh, the announcement? Oh, believe me, uh, if all goes well and the people of the city give me the opportunity to serve as their 100th mayor, immediately after the general election, you will see some movement on that selection. Within days? Yeah, I won't say days, but it'll be soon after. Okay. Um, let's continue to talk uh, about uh, policing and, and law enforcement and crime in this city. Um, there was an incident recently uh, where a police officer shot a driver. That officer has been yes. uh, since fired and also charged with a crime. Um, for the next commissioner, for the next administration, there will need to be some rebuilding of trust. But first, when it comes to how that incident was handled, was it handled appropriately? First, let me say this. My thoughts and prayers go out to the family, all loved ones, and the people of our great city. It was a tragedy, and it's one that you never hope that you have to see take place anywhere, and particularly in your city. With that being said, we have to do everything we possibly can to ensure that we have the best train and the best managed and the best research, re-resourced re uh, police department and, and, and police police officers here in the city of Philadelphia. I am not going to play Monday morning uh, quarterback and second guess process procedures and protocols. What I will tell you is under a Parker administration, we will ensure that we have strong leadership that is uh, culturally uh, competent, understands the importance of emotional intelligence, and they will know the people, places, and spaces that they are sworn to protect and serve. And, uh, for that, I am unapologetic about describing what that force would look like under my leadership. One of the things uh, during the primary that made your candidacy uh, stand out when it came to discussion of how to deal with uh, gun violence and crime in the city was mm -hmm. uh, how you talked about uh, stop and frisk and the way that you talked about that um, versus how some other candidates talked about it. And at one point, um, you said the constitutional use of stop and frisk is a tool law enforcement needs to protect and serve us. I've noticed more recently, though, that you've changed the way you talk about it and you use the term uh, Terry Stops. Uh, you're talking about the same thing. So why have you changed your language on that? So let me say this to you. Terry Stops are 
the constitutional use of the tool. I would argue to, to you that it makes good theater and quite frankly good debate to talk about the unconstitutional or constitutional use of a very polarizing tool such as stop and frisk that quite frankly when misused and abused here in our city and across the nation it has clearly meant uh, a whole lot more for people who look like me quite frankly who have been targeted when this tool is used inappropriately. What I've said during the campaign and what I want to reinforce here today is that when a crime is being committed, when it will be committed or it has been committed and law enforcement has just cause and reasonable suspicion, they have a right to use that tool in efforts to make good on their commitment to ensure our public health and our public safety. And, and, and that is a part of what I describe as the tough decision that a police commissioner along with a mayor will have to make and that is something that I'm willing to do well does it mean Lauren that I'm gonna take some bows uh, and arrows and people are gonna say some not so nice things about me um, of course but it goes along with the territory I ask the people of our city to give me a chance in the Democratic primary I hope they will stay with me throughout the general election but I don't intend in any way shape or form to move away from any of the commitments that I made Let's talk about something else that was um, discussed during the primary, uh, and it looks like the timeline for this has changed a bit. This is, um, I'm talking about the 76ers proposal for oh, a yes, new yes, uh, yes, arena yes, yes. in Philadelphia. It, it, it appears this was land in the next administration. Should that plan go forward? Let me say this to you. We are uh, the sixth largest city in the nation, uh, poorest big city in the nation. We cannot afford to just immediately say no to any economic development opportunity. But are you saying yes? We cannot say no. We have to do a cost-benefit analysis. We have to engage with residents across the city to see if anything that is being proposed, and quite frankly, I wouldn't care if it was Market Street, Broad Street, the river, or anywhere else, if it has the ability to help grow generational wealth in black and brown communities, put people, Philadelphians, on a path to self-sufficiency, give them access to a living wage, uh, retirement security, and health care so that they don't have to depend on government to take care of themselves and their families like my grandparents did when I was growing up, I am always going to give that some consideration. You said you wouldn't care if it was in these other places. Do you think they should consider another location? Uh, I will say to you that wherever it is being proposed or any other project that is similarly situated for any place in the city of Philadelphia, if the people give me the opportunity to lead, rest assured we're going to evaluate it and conduct a cost-benefit analysis to see if it makes sense and if it should be here and wherever it is being proposed in our city. And that is not just that one isolated uh, project. I, I want economic development growing. Let me tell you why. Here in the city of Philadelphia, if you look at the FY26 uh, general fund budget revenues for the city, 31, 30% comes from $1.8 billion wage and net profits tax. In addition to that, another third, it comes from BERT, business income and receipts taxes. That's almost 41% of our $6 billion in general fund revenues that come from 
from business taxes. We need business. We have to have a safe and a clean city so people want to be here. And I'm never going to say uh, a knee-jerk no to any proposal being offered. Have you met with anyone from the 76ers oh, team or discussed this with them? Listen, throughout the primary election, I've heard people talk. I've communicated with different members of the Sixers. I've talked to people uh, from Comcast. I just had a conversation recently with someone uh, from Comcast. Um, let me also say for the record, and I have to give both sides credit here, um, they know not to pressure me into trying to be one place Have or another, not at all. And that's the credit that I want to give because I've been reading some stories about political uh, pressure. But again, Lauren, this is why I'm so excited about having run a campaign where I was my authentic self on a campaign trail because people are not attempting to do that to me. Have you also spoken with the community in Chinatown about their concerns about this? I have not had a meeting directly with, I believe it would be the leadership representing in the, in the midst of this conversation, but I have talked to friends and business owners who live in the Chinatown community. Uh, many of them have made their position known, and for those who heard me during the primary and as a former district council person, I am very clear about the need for people who live in the community to have a right to say what should be in and or near their community, and in this instance, what's being proposed is near Chinatown. I went to school at 11th uh, and Market. All of my life, so I'm very much familiar with the area and the people there, much like safe injection sites, uh, for example. Anything that's being proposed that will have an impact on your quality of life, where you live, bottom-up approach. You have a right to have a say, and I support that. And on safe injection sites, there was um, recently a bill that, um, that passed in council. I know you've been opposed to um, supervised injection sites. Um, when you look at the situation in Kensington, though, when certain areas look the way they do, as long as that is the case, there will be people, there will be politicians from out of town who will come to the city and mm -hmm. point at that and say, why do you allow that to continue in your city? Under your administration, would they continue to look like that? The answer is no. And that's why you have to have a mayor and you have to have a police commissioner and a team of people who understand that a holistic, bottom-up approach for addressing all of the challenges that the people in that community, quite frankly, uh, have been enduring for a very long time, and not just when a camera is on, Lauren. So when you hear me talk about a holistic approach uh, to addressing long-term care, long-term treatment, and long-term housing uh, for addiction, uh, substance abuse disorder, for mental and behavioral health, we need to do that. But we also need to ensure that when a leader like Councilwoman Ketsi Lozada and the, uh, the member of council who stood by her to support that legislation. I kudos to them all for making a tough decision that wasn't popular. What, what do you do, though? I mean, Mayor Kenny has been in office. It continues to look like that. What are they missing? What is what's what's being missed that's not being done that you're going to be able to come in and do? During the Parker administration, we will take a holistic approach. That holistic so approach... So they're not doing that they will, they will. It will include law enforcement. We will first shut down the open-air drug market. That's the how do you do that? That's the intergovernmental approach that you hold me talk about. How do you, how do, you about. do that? 
if you if you hear me and you heard me, uh, Lauren, during the, the, the primary, we talked about long-term care treatment and housing, but federal, state, and local officials. And we have to make tough decisions about what we do about open-air, not just drug selling, but open-air drug use. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with the retail theft, where people are going into stores, stealing $499 worth of merchandise because they think they are just uh, missing the threshold to be prosecuted. A holistic approach, bottom up, driven by community in partnership with leaders at the federal, state, and local level. And I'm super proud that I have the experience uh, to affirm that I have the ability to bring that kind of uh, coalition together. And I'm looking forward to doing it. Let me ask you one more thing about that. You said shut down the open air drug market. Yes. What do you do? Do you come in and arrest people? You use every tool that is legally necessary here in the city of Philadelphia to ensure that you are not giving lip service to addressing a complex problem. If anyone's looking for a mayor or a police commissioner to say, we're going to lock our way up out of what we see happening in that area, they have no idea how complex the layers are that are there. They are economic. They do have to do with poverty, but there are already laws on the books that we can be employing the use of that, quite frankly, we have not. And under a Parker administration, with a police commissioner selected who agrees with my vision to, and, and I've already introduced a plan for the benefit of the viewing audience, go to my website. I did it when I was in council prior to announcing that I would run for mayor. Uh, but it's there, and it's a holistic, comprehensive approach. It's the commercial quarter improvement. It's economic development there, housing stabilization and repair. Holistic approach, bottom up. Let's talk about politics. Yes. Uh, mayor will be at the top of the ticket uh, in Philadelphia. There are um, other things on the ballot, including city council races, at-large city council races, Democrats, Republicans, working families, party candidates running. In Philadelphia, mm -hmm. as you know, there are some seats that are reserved for um, not the majority party. Mm -hmm. As mayor... What would you want to see on council? Do you want to see Democrats and Republicans or Democrats and Working Families Party? The people of Philadelphia will decide who the members of the them. people of Philadelphia will decide who the members of council are who are elected. But let me be clear about what I advocate for as a lifelong and a proud Democrat. One, we have Dan McCaffrey and Tamika Lane running for Supreme and Superior Court. They will be at the top of Philadelphia's ticket. While I do humbly ask and hope Philadelphians to support me, I am supporting all five Democrats. Let me repeat that. Sherelle Parker is supporting the five Democrats. That is Kathy Gilmore Richardson, that is Thomas, that is Harity, that is Landau, and that is Ahmad. And I am going to do everything in my political power within the, the scarce amount of resources that we have to communicate that message that I don't want Philadelphians to do to me what we saw actually occur nationally when a lot of people said that they supported uh, our uh, President Barack Obama and we were focused on the presidency and I remember some people who lived in other places saying, Sherelle, I was so focused on the presidency that I did not pay enough attention, attention to the legislative branch, that is, the Congress, along with the Senate. So I hope they do and support the Democrats I support. So that means that that makes it more likely, if people follow your advice, that Working Families Party candidates would not win. 
uh, Lauren, those other seats. Lauren, I'll let you draw the hypothetical. What I am certain of is that as a Democrat and a Democratic mayor, and if it's God's will and the people choose me, I will ensure that my politics work extremely hard to organize in our city, and I support the Democratic Party. And I am proud of that. I am proud of the values that those five candidates represent. And it's not about me being against anyone else. I really do reject that um, that, uh, that that foundation. Um, I am for the five people I, I, I named. I am not against anyone. When you won the primary, the Democratic primary in Philadelphia, one of the things um, that uh, gave you a lot of strength was uh, labor oh. in the city. You had a lot of support from labor. Um, what will their influence be in your administration? First, let me state that um, I talked to the head of the building trades, uh, Ryan Boyer, on a regular basis, uh, Wayne, Sam, a whole lot of the other leaders. I was just with IBEW uh, President Mark Lynch not long ago. Let me tell you what I'm proud of. I'm proud of the fact that we have a shared vision about the importance of putting people on a path to self-sufficient efficiency. When you hear me talk about uh, eliminating, reducing gun violence in the city of Philadelphia, we know the best way to do that is give people access to a skill that will allow them to take care of themselves. And I am proud and, listen, and unapologetic about and welcome the building trades, willingness to be a partner with me so that we're training our kids to build the new schools, a modern 21st century uh, modern school well, system and buildings. Let me go back to what we were just talking about. There. How, what, what kind of influence would they have inside your administration, would they have any influence in hiring decisions, for example? The building trades are stakeholders here in the city of Philadelphia, and they are some of my most important and influential allies. And we will be partners in working to ensure, for example, workforce development. It is essential, but not just in the building trades, uh, life sciences, professional services, biotech. We need to make sure Philadelphians have access to the opportunity to take care of themselves Will they be my partners? Absolutely. And for anyone questioning why and how, and is that something I should whisper about? Absolutely not. How do you think we're going to get the workforce development training programs that we need so that Philadelphians can become a part of those member unions of the building trades? And let's not leave out the carpenters. We're going to do it because we have a relationship. You served in Harrisburg uh, previously. You know what things are like there. You just saw the budget process play out uh, in Harrisburg. It was a little bit messy. Uh, one of the things that was um, a big sticking point was um, this issue of vouchers, school vouchers, Lifeline scholarships for families um, who qualify to send their kids to private schools. Do you think that Philadelphia families should have access to those scholarships? Let me say this to you. I think we should use very much, like I said about public safety, we have to find a way. One, I'm a teacher. Don't forget that I'm a teacher and I'm a mother to an 11-year-old son. All of our children deserve access to a 21st century first-class public education. We just lost Dr. Constance E. Clayton, the legendary superintendent. I came through the public school system here in Philadelphia under her leadership, and we had access to quality. Um, were we even funded during that time, like some of the other schools in the surrounding county that were wealthier than Philadelphia? Absolutely not. But thank God for the recent court decision 
thank God that we did see a new infusion of dollars. But if we um, enacted my year-round public education program that you heard me talk, to, talk about, that didn't mean students would be sitting in a traditional classroom year-round, but that we would be creative and innovative about what was taught. So I'm going to use every tool in the toolbox that we have to ensure that we do everything possible to make sure all of our children have access to a 21st century education. Does that mean yes? What, well, I, you, I, you know, it's interesting, Lauren. I, I appreciate your follow-up on that. But, you know, that's a problem that some people have uh, with me, that I don't say yes uh, or no when it, people think well, it should be black or white or gray. Well, you know how it works in Harrisburg. you got to vote yes or no. Well, th not necessarily, which is why you talked <laughs> about... <laughs> necessarily. Not necessarily, because that's why you talked about that budget process not being as neatly packaged as some would have liked it. But they the bottom are, line is, should, those, should there be money for those scholarships or not? we should use every tool in the toolbox to ensure that all of our children have access to a 21st century modern public education in modern buildings. And under a park administration, we're going to make sure we do just that and have everyone at the table helping us do that. Do you think that giving money to those scholarships hurts public schools in Philadelphia? You know, again, it's black and white. It, it all depends on what your viewpoint is. If I am if I am elected to be the 100th mayor of this city, I'm telling you that I intend to use every tool in the toolbox to make sure all of our children, despite their race, class, socioeconomic status, and zip code, have access to a 21st century quality public education. And that I am committed to. As we are heading towards the general election, there are people who are going to look at this and say, another Democrat, yeah. nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. Is anything going to change if Lauren, you are elected? I love that question because I've been getting a lot of questions lately about when I am going to debate uh, my Republican uh, opponent. Um, let me state for the record, and you know this, um, it has been described by people like you as uh, the most competitive, uh, the most expensive, uh, and the most intense mayoral primary election in my lifetime. And I'm however many years old. We call it hip-hop plus one. N nevertheless, we did a history um, breaking and record number of forums and debates, and we'll continue to do those forums. We're working on those now. You know what I would love instead, because I think that's the best indicator of how someone will perform in the future. No one has said, let's have a debate about what you've already done. If you've been elected to public office, for me, that would be since 2005, in the House and here in council. Tell me, what has your work already produced for the city of Philadelphia? But that's because it's about what you are going to do for people in the future. No, but, but Lauren, with all due respect, uh, uh, the best indicator of how you'll perform in something in the future is how have you been able to use the tool in the past. And so if, if there had ever been an opportunity for people to say, Sherelle, you, you talked about all of these very interesting and innovative ideas uh, for, you know, enacting your vision in the city, why should we believe you? Because I've always said, don't simply listen to what I say. Check out what I've already done. That's the debate, I really wish someone would take us on a stroll uh, through so that we can see what the two people in there, we're not a monolith here in the city of Philadelphia. There are people who may support my opponent, some who support me, but wouldn't it be great to take a stroll to say, we've elected you before, what 
return for our people has your uh, election provided for us. That's what I would be looking forward to. Before we wrap up, I do need to ask you about one more thing. Sure. Um, there were some emails that came out recently from your staff talking yes. about another reporter yes. in this town. Tell me how you handled that situation and what that will uh, mean for how you operate as mayor. First, Lauren, let me state this. Um, when I found out about it, I immediately made sure that I released a statement um, that affirmed that that uh, mode and method of communication in the whole ordeal. It is it is not uh, commensurate with who Sherelle Parker is. Um, it doesn't reflect me and my values. And again, you just heard me say a few minutes ago, instead of listening to what those who are elected to public office are trying to be say, check out what they've done. When we opened up this interview, you talked about uh, that toothache that I had, uh, right, on election day that I actually talked about. I think it was on this station when I I was going to vote early in the morning that, that it was occurring. Uh, but immediately after that, when the doctor said, listen, you need to take a day uh, or two, you had no business getting out there immediately after surgery. I said, okay, doc, uh, you know, I, I won't. But I found out um, that the Association of Black Journalists were having a special meeting here in the city of Philadelphia. And I made sure I got there because I wanted to be intentional uh, and direct about affirming that black and brown people, along with people who, quite frankly, have been locked out of the process, that I see them. And I'm going to be intentional about making sure that they have a seat at the table and access to get their questions answered. So I made sure I communicated that in my statement. But I also said this in Philadelphia, this is important, too. Whatever comes out of my campaign, the book stops with me. And as mayor of the city of Philadelphia, uh, I would not have a problem and, and, and we'll continue with that same mode of thinking. Uh, have we addressed it? Um, yes, we have internally. Can I assure you that something like that uh, won't happen again? Um, I, I know that they're going to work extremely hard and they know that that kind of communication won't be tolerated on the Parker campaign. Sherelle Parker, thank you so much for your time. We really enjoyed you. having you. Uh, we hope you'll come back again. If you are elected, we hope that you will come back and do this again with us. Yes. Um, in fact, we would love for you to um, commit to doing this maybe at least twice a year if you are elected mayor. Lauren, if you'll have me, I'll be back every other week if you, you want. Are, you are welcome. <laughs> uh, you are welcome, <laughs> welcome many times on that issue, but we'd love to have you at thank least you. twice a year if you are elected mayor. Thank you. Thank you. You can find more Battleground Politics on our website. Just go to NBC10.com slash Battleground Politics. And you can subscribe for future episodes on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts.